Good afternoon from Old Trafford, ahead of Manchester United versus Brentford in the Premier League this afternoon. Final game before the October international break and boy do United need a win. Six defeats in ten games so far this season. They've lost two games here this week and they badly need to get to get back on the horse and, and get that victory and, and kind of calm the pressure and the nerves building around Eric Ten Hag. Obviously another disastrous day in midweek, that 3-2 defeat to Galatasaray. It's another game you'd look at that United should win at home, but they should beat Palace at home, they should beat Galatasaray at home, and they lost both of those games. So I think it's going to be a very nervy day, a very nervy affair. Brentford themselves have been poor this season, just a one win uh, in all competitions. They, they've really struggled without Ivan Tony. It seemed they started the season quite well, but they've fallen away quite dramatically. And United should be looking at this, thinking this, this, is, this is the day to to get back in and get the three points. But if it comes, I think it could be nervy. You can see it being 1-0 or 2-1 or something like that. A really scrappy, edgy affair. United have been conceding so many goals this season, 18 goals in 10 games, that you, you find it difficult to make an argument for them keeping a clean sheet against anyone at the moment. But that, that needs to be the priority, really. If they can grind out a 1-0 or 2-0, they'll definitely take it. Uh, no real positive updates on, on team news. Sergio Julian not expected to be involved today, so... We'll see who's, who's at left-back. I think the Amrabat experiment has not worked the last two games, so maybe temptation to play Dallow there and, and Lindelof at right-back and, and maybe bring Harry Maguire in. But we'll bring you that team news and all the analysis for it when it lands. Uh, and obviously a, a sad and poignant day at Old Trafford today as well. The uh, Ferguson family announcing the death of Sir Alex Ferguson's wife, Lady Cathy Ferguson, yesterday at the age of 84. Uh, she died on Thursday. United will wear black armbands today to, uh, to pay tribute to Lady Cathy Ferguson. The flags are flying at half-mast and I'm sure it's going to be a, a very poignant day uh, for Manchester United. Lady Cathy Ferguson played a big role in convincing Sir Alex to stay on when he initially retired in, in 2002 and she is undoubtedly a, a part of United's modern history. So there'll be tributes to her uh, before the game, but we'll have you covered with, with everything that goes on from Old Trafford this afternoon. So stay in touch with the Manchester Evening News and all our social channels. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Manchester is Red podcast, this extra full-time episode from me, Sam Hutchison. I was at the protest outside the ticket office organised by the 1958 group against the Glazers today, so that full video will be up on our YouTube and our social channels later if you would like to see how the protest got on. But Man United fans, I am recording this just before Manchester United versus Brentford kicks off. Andre Onana starts in net, Victor Lindelof, Harry Maguire, Diogo Dallow and Johnny Evans make up the defence. It looks like Lindelof might start left-back or right-back with Dallow on the other flank. Sofian Amrabat moves into midfield to partner Casemiro. Mason Mount, Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford make up that forward attacking midfielder role. And Rasmus Hoyland leads the line yet again. For Brentford, Thomas Strakosha gets his start in net, replacing Mark Flecken. Ethan Pinnock, Christopher Ayer and Nathan Collins make up the back three. Aaron Hickey is a full is a wing back. Norgard, Jensen, Janalt make up the midfield three. And then Rawslev will be on the other wing. Hickey is very versatile, so whichever wing he is not on, Rawslev will play on. And then it's an attack of Johan Wisser and Brian and Buemo. But Man United fans, the next voice you'll hear is Tyrone Marshall's review of Man United versus Brentford. afternoon from Old Trafford after an incredible afternoon of Premier League football here. Manchester United 2, Brentford 1. Somehow 
It was Manchester United nil, Brentford won when Scott McTominay came on after 87 minutes. It was Manchester United nil, Brentford won after 92 minutes. Uh, when the final whistle went after 97 minutes, it was 2-1 to United. Two goals from McTominay. A phenomenal impact inside 10 minutes and a massive, massive win for United and Eric Ten Hag. How badly they needed that. Ten Hag's celebrations uh, in the technical area at, uh, when McTominay's second goal went in, I think, showed how much that meant, as did the noise in this place. I've not heard a celebration that loud here for a long, long time. It was an astonishing noise level when, uh, when that second goal went in and it just shows how, how big a result this was for United. It, it cannot be underplayed, really. Uh, fortuitous, I think, in, in some regard. We can't pretend United played well in this game. They had a lot of territory, a lot of possession, did so little with it. I thought second half they became so ragged and disjointed. It was... It was pretty alarming to see. I think at one point, Tanag sunk to his knees in that technical area and it, it looked, things looked a little bit desperate for him. It looked like he was getting desperate. They were on course for a seventh defeat in 11 games this season. Three defeats in a row here in all competitions for the first time since 1962. But that embarrassment was avoided. It was saved by McTominay. And, and that is the main thing for United to into the international break. It's, it's given them a lift. It can be a turning point and they've got two weeks now building up to the next game, Sheffield United away and, and maybe look to get back-to-back wins. And it does, it takes the pressure off in this international break. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Again, I thought United started this game OK, as they have done recently. Not as, not as good as they started on Tuesday against Galatasaray, but it felt like for the first 25 minutes that they were in control, they were fairly comfortable. The game was being played in Brentford's half, weren't creating a lot, but it, but it felt like the game was, like I say, under control and then just a, a shocking, dreadful goal to concede. It, it can't be overstated how bad that Brentford opener was. United having a free kick and then three players basically turning it into a Brentford goal. Casemiro, who was withdrawn at half-time and I thought was terrible in the first half, to be quite honest. I'm not sure what's going on with him at the moment, but his, his form is a major concern and he was awful in that first half. He, he gave the ball away to start the move for the goal. Bit of pinball in the United area eventually and it fell to Lindelof to clear. He just passed it straight back into the danger area. Ball fell for Matthias Jensen. His, his finish was in the middle of the goal, really. Anana got a good hand to it, but nowhere near enough. Not strong enough hand. The ball kind of squirmed under his hand and, and went in. And there's no doubt Anana should have saved that for me. I think it was a poor goal to concede. Didn't think he had a great game, to be honest. A couple of decent late saves, which in the end turned out to be huge. Two, two saves in a row, really. One from uh, a long-range shot from Neil Mopai and then one from a header from, uh, from Norgard, I think, from that resulting corner that... Kept United in the game and allowed them to win, but his distribution was hit and miss. He, he just seemed to go long all the time, or a lot of the time today, which is, is not what he's been signed for. I think that was an, an unusual tactic. And like I say, second half, United just didn't look like scoring for so long in that game. It was, it was really scrappy, really disjointed, all a little bit desperate. Uh, Rashford came off. Again, really poor performance from, from Rashford. Mason Mount ineffectual. Fernandez giving the ball away. Hoyland worked hard, physical presence, but... Nothing was really sticking there and, and it did feel like Brentford were as comfortable as you're going to get here, I guess, at 1-0 up and things were looking grim at that stage. Like I say, it would have been a seventh defeat in 11 games this season. I don't think there's any suggestion that even had they lost, Ten Hag would have been under pressure, but there's no doubt it's mounting and it did, it did feel like things were getting desperate. But enter Scott McTominay, a player who could have left in the summer. It's no secret that he was on that list of players who, who could have been sold had there been a decent offer, I think. Kobe Mainu's injury against Real Madrid in pre-season ended any chance of McTominay going. Had Mainu not been injured, I think it's a, a realistic possibility that he could have gone, but he didn't. We know what this club means to, to Scott McTominay and came off the bench after 87 minutes, got that equaliser, really well taken finish. And then that winner in the irony of that winning goal, that the, the free kick was headed across by Maguire and then in by McTominay. Two players, Ten Hag was open to selling in the summer 
combining to, to buy him that precious commodity for a manager in, in time, a huge, huge moment in, in Ten Hag's reign. And like I said, the noise for that celebration then afterwards was maybe the biggest Old Trafford moment Ten Hag has had yet. I'm not sure he's heard this place like that. As, as good as results as he's had here, as good as the home record was last year, it was, it was a remarkable noise level and a, and a phenomenal moment. And in a way, as bad as the performance was, it, it felt kind of fitting, really. Um, United wearing black armbands today to mark the death of uh, Alex Ferguson's wife, Lady Cathy Ferguson, at the age of, of 84. And on, a, on an afternoon when, when they paid tribute to, uh, to a member of the Ferguson family, to Sir Alex's wife, who, who played such a big role in stopping him from retiring in 2002, it, it maybe felt fitting that United produced one of those intoxicating late comebacks that were the hallmark of the Ferguson era, really, with two goals in Fergie time. And, two goals from an academy graduate who would, would always be a part of Fergie's squads. I don't think Fergie would ever consider selling Scott McTominay. would always find a role for him in his squad and, and that is why what he did today, he, he, he can be a weapon off the bench, he might be dropping down the pecking order, he might have a fight on his hands from Kobe Mainu to even be third or fourth choice midfielder at the moment, but he can make an impact, he knows, he knows what it means to play for this club. He's been affiliated tonight for 20, to United for 21 years and that, that felt like a joyous moment for him, sliding in front of the Alex Ferguson stand, the entire United squad celebrating with him. Andre Anana raced from his goal. I think Diego Dalla was the only one not there, and he was on his knees in the penalty area, punching the turf in delight. So uh, an incredible afternoon at Old Trafford, a huge, huge result for the United, uh, a brilliant moment for Scott McTominay, a, a big moment for Eric Ten Hag, uh, and a win United just so badly needed ahead of two weeks off before Sheffield United away. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So that was Tyrone Marshall's review of that eventful game. Here covering that game, it changes everything last minute, but Man United fans, where can we start other than Scott McTominay's super sub performance? Rescuing what initially looked like a point and turned it all into all three in that 97th minute after his late substitution. And he seems to have a performance like this in him every season. There's always one. I said it in a video a couple of weeks ago on our YouTube channel, months ago now, a couple of months ago on our YouTube channel, in where in which I said I would like to see Scott McTominay stay at the club. This was during the transfer window when it was rumoured that he might be on the verge of a, a departure to a West Ham, I think it was at that point. But I do think Scott McTominay has a game like this, a performance like this in his locker, and he does it often enough to know that there is a really good player in there. You can go and check out my YouTube video, obviously, if you'd like to, on our YouTube channel. But I do think that it's just not not what I've come to expect, but he really does have that sort of clutch gene. As it goes in football, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had it. Scott McTominay has it now. And I do think that was really... An incredible performance as and a way to sort of put himself back into Eric Denog's thinking at the very least. A performance of passion, a performance of actually wanting to be at the club, and it really you can see it really matters 
to Scott McTominay, the result at the end of a game. And if he can come on and change that result or have an effect on that result, it means the world to him. Apart from that, it really wasn't a vintage performance from Man United. Like Ty said, it was not a good performance by any stretch of the imagination. That first half was really, really poor. The second half wasn't that much better. Casemiro, I thought, was absolutely shocking today. He just looks so lagging and he looks like he dawdles through around the pitch. I don't know what's happened to him because last season he was excellent as that defensive midfielder. He was what Man United fans have been crying out for for years as an out-and-out defensive midfielder, that out-and-out six role. But he was really bad again today. And I do just think there is still issues that Eric Ten Hag is going to have to iron out during this international break. Obviously, there is a break now for all the players, apart from the ones out on the international duty. But Eric Tanaka really has got to structure his side a lot better than it was structured today. He was let off the hook by that Scott McTominay late brace. And the Andre Onana struggles continue. I don't know where what was probably the best goalkeeper in the Champions League last season. Where has that player gone? He's not playing for Manchester United this season. I can tell you that for free. The goal... Arguably not his fault, he should be doing a lot better, but like I said, Casemiro's dawdling on the ball was what cost was what created that chance for Brentford in the first place. Yeah, Onana should do better, but there's no way a player like Casemiro with the quality that Casemiro has shown throughout his career, you know, he's a multiple time Champions League winner. There's no way Casemiro should be losing that ball in that position from a Man United free kick inside their own half. There's no way Casemiro should be losing that ball. But I can only say it so many times. I don't think Onana was any... like He's not been good enough in recent weeks as a Manchester United goalkeeper. Is he better than David De Gea? I'd argue yes. You know, there was some real shockers from De Gea last season that aren't really brought up when you discuss Andre Onana's poor goalkeeping this season so far this season. And I mean it was against, it was only against Brentford when David De Gea let it roll straight through him. And in Samuel Lukerst's player ratings after the game, he said it was like a hologram hand from Andre Onana. And it was like a hologram body from De Gea last season in this same fixture at Brentford. And You know, it was like a hologram hand, let's be real. But I do think Andre Onana is probably an upgrade still on David De Gea. I think a lot of that criticism is not really justified. There was a real catalogue of mistakes from De Gea last season as well. And this season, the big difference seems to be that Andre Onana is facing a lot more shots. Man United's defence as a whole looks weaker than it did last season. But Manchester United fans... Thank you for listening to this full-time episode following that miraculous 2-1 turnaround victory from Manchester United over Brentford. Now I'm going to send you out with Eric Ten Hag's full post-match press conference, including his thoughts on that Scott McTominay impact. So, Manchester United fans, thank you for listening, and I will speak to you next time.
I think on the line you don't have time to be in doubt. You have to think until the last minute and how you can turn this and how you kept the belief, how you can influence the process. And so, yeah, I was not in doubt. I don't have time for that. I have to, to coach the team. No, a lot. You see, he's Man United in every vein, in his heart. In his heart. So uh, he's playing for the badge. He gives his life. And when you're coming on and you give this to the team, uh, it tells a lot. It tells also a lot about this dressing room. They are together. And also, I, I felt uh, the whole the whole afternoon the strong togetherness with the fans because even when we are losing, they kept uh, standing behind us. They kept us going. The team kept going, and finally we get rewarded. Eric, he, he said to TV uh, afterwards that he couldn't hear what you were telling him on the side of the pitch. Well, you probably said score a goal. What were you trying to tell him? I, I said score two goals. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was clear. I said, put Christian Eriksen down, uh, left full back, <laughs> go up and make make the box, and yeah, uh, bring the bring the energy, uh, but make the box. Uh, finally, is that um, in that moment uh, you you felt we were stronger. I think for. Uh, a lot of spells in the game. We cut the switches, but it takes a long before we cut the numbers in the box. And yeah, we built up that game, and finally yeah, we cut the numbers in the box. And when you don't enter the box, you don't score goals. Eric, um, Scott, Scott's a player who's played lots of different roles in his career, but for his national team, he's been playing that advanced midfield role and scoring goals recently. Do, do you see a future for him doing that for United? Yes, of course. That's why he's here. And so he's, he's one of our. Um, our midfield players, um, and yeah, he can make the boxes. You see, and um, yeah, against Burnley he played, and then he should have played against Crystal Palace, but then he was ill, and then yeah, he come out of the team, and yeah, and then others taking over. But yeah, he has um, as everyone fight for his position. But of course, when it helps, uh, when you uh, yeah, when you contribute like this afternoon. The substitutes had it. I wanted more football. Uh, one who uh, brings brings passing, distribution, link up play um, in, and um, yeah. Uh, so I thought bring Christian Eriksen for Casa. Well, I mean, it was an impressive end to the game, but the first half must have given you concerns. I think we. We were we controlled the game without creating many chances, but also we controlled the game. And we okay, we had to get more box entries, but I think we came in opponents half. We control their counters and they are quick. Of they are good on counter attacks, we didn't allow them counter attacks. They caught some standards, some set plays. They are very strong in it, and they got two opportunities from it. But we didn't allow them one shot, and I think we had some opportunities. And then, uh, same story again. We concede the goal, Amak. We make, I think, on the decisive moment, totally the wrong decision. Uh, two, three players. Um, uh, we we starting uh, without we are formation, and we 
easy giveaway and it sums up a little bit our, our season uh, such easy giveaways you get punished in eh, top football and we have two good players uh, to, to act like this so uh, this has to be a turning point but also yeah, it has to be a restart, a restart because we have to get into higher levels uh, but that the spirit is good that the belief is good uh, so that the team uh, is together uh, we have shown that uh, we have shown strong character and it can be a turning point in the season but it's up to us James um, as, you, as you said the, the goals come from an individual error yeah and that seems to be happening more and more why, why is that is it, is it the pressure on the players just because obviously things aren't going well at the moment what can you do to change that you wouldn't expect that from someone like Casemiro First of all, when you can't handle the pressure, don't play here. Eh? Because, and those players, they are so experienced. They have, they have so, these are so high quality players. So they have to take responsibility. Eh? And so I don't point to one player, but I see it eh, in the sum up from the start in the season. Eh? You have to take responsibility. Um, so defending also on the ball, you have to take responsibility. And in the start of the season, I had some remarks in, say, defending, eh, with uh, uh, go and matching running from the opponent. And now, yeah, sometimes we're dealing with the ball or uh, in decisive moments, we have to recognize as a team that we, sh we need leadership eh, to, to have a good organization. And we don't always have, as I just expressed, eh, like eh, we have a free kick, we are not information and we start to play and from there on hey, it's our uh, easy affordable mistakes and it has to be out of our game if we want to be successful but the good point is uh, this team has spirit this team uh, has a strong character and show belief and in togetherness and in togetherness with the fans uh, I'm sure you have your fight every season into the season and that can be helpful, that can be a foundation from here on to build on. Uh, last two, Phil and Laura. Uh, when we look back at the summer, there's all sorts of, as, as ever with United, there's, you know, will he be coming, will he be going, whatever. There was a lot of suggestions that Scott might have been one of those who would be going. Was there ever any chance that he would be one of those who, who would be going in the summer? How close did he come to, to leaving? Or was he never, ever going to be allowed to go in your book? No, uh, what it is, when, um, when there's the right price, uh, then it's every player uh, has, has a price. But he has, uh, he has a big value. And so sportive, so also economic. So uh, I want to have a player like Scott McTominay in the squad. And Scott McTominay, uh, as I just expressed, uh, he is united, he is man united in everything. Uh, and for every minute, he will fight for the badge. So those players hey, you need in your squad, and yes, as everyone else, fighting for his place. And yeah, still we uh, we are now in October. Normally in October you have to find your start eleven. <laughs> we are uh, by a lot of injuries. We are not there, uh, so we have to still find uh, our best balance. Does that mean no one can approach your valuation of Scott? No. And last question, Laurie. Eric, um, it was bleak at 1-0 down, uh, first contested Premier League defeat on the cards. You mentioned that it can be a turnaround, this, this result. How do you make that the case and, and not just you know, sort of one-off? Oh, I think the, this 
this, those games give fuel to a dressing room and that um, they know how far they have to go had to, to get results and uh, that it, it can't be easy going and in football is eaten or your cat eaten and too many times in the first start of the season uh, we caught eaten by opponents who are more hungry and that can't be and it has to go away uh, and every player uh, has and every second he's on the pitch he has to deliver that and that is a demand and a standard and when you do that we have seen last season then uh, uh, you caught of you get a determined team and we were not always determined on every uh, occasion in games and you get hammered for it and this has to change thank you very much thank you.